Welcome to the So You Want to Get Fat podcast. I'm your host, not your typical chef, Brian Sow. And today is my co-host, my wonderful, buttery ball of French goodness. goodness. Chef Paul Frenchy, the animal, Denamiel. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Good. <laughs> That was a that was a real emphasized <sighs> good, yeah. Well, patient zero <laughs> infected me. Yes, and yes, I had a did. rough week. Yes, you had a rough week. But like my body acts differently. Like yours, like like slow doses, but over a long time. Yeah, mine attacks. Attacked. Yeah, you, and I had like three days of like really deep fever. Complete misery. Com well, no, I didn't know where the fuck I was. <laughs> I was like staring at the wall. Spiders were clawing crawling through the walls and everything. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it literally took me a month to recover. I would say today is the first day where I feel 98% myself. Oh, I'm I'm there already. Yeah, I'm still like 2% away. But I'm like the Wolverine. I like, I need like, I need to be left alone in a dark hole and then, and I just regenerate. You, you, you know, the Wolverine doesn't live in a dark hole necessarily. I'm just saying, okay, a bear. <laughs> I need to sweat it out. Hibernate. Hibernate. And come back. And just leave me alone. Yeah. And I come back. Yeah, you're looking great. I regenerate. Yeah. How's the beard? What? That's what's most important. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I that's noticed you didn't do that today. I know. Yeah. So, buddy, yeah. guess what? We, well, as of filming this you podcast. Have a, a good show for us today? I do have a very good show for us. A lot of interesting things. But as of taping this episode, we are so close to 10 thousand subscribers on so you want to get fat podcast wait a second is this your segue into me getting them to subscribe more? yes it is <laughs> <sighs> this is going to be a long trip right with the asking of the subscribing mm -hmm. with the asking of the subscribe subscribe yes notification bell Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Notification. All that jazz. Yeah. Leave a comment if you're enjoying this podcast. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, we would have hit 10,000, but we're not there just yet. Uh, with that said, I want to plug really quickly my band, Lost Becomes, will be playing. Uh, fuck. Actually, I should know this. <laughs> you, you see, I'm very hands-on with most things in my life with the band. I'm not very hands-on. I just get told where to show up. Well, don't you have a number two at the band who can pick up some slack? No, no, they're all, listen, they're definitely putting in the work. I used to, you know, really run the show. And then eventually I, after the shop opened up and the YouTube channels, I've taken a step back and uh, the other But guys is it a sharing process or is it one person in charge? No, it's a sharing process. Everyone takes a big role. So my band Lost Becomes playing May 3rd at... Uh, La Rivage, 340 <laughs> West. <laughs> the Meadows in Brooklyn. Lossy comes playing the Meadows in Brooklyn May 3rd. Definitely check us out if you like heavy metal. Jordan will put up the flyer, maybe some B-roll of my band playing. If you like heavy metal, big riffs, good workout music, check out Lost Becomes. He's wearing a Lost Becomes hoodie. Yeah. I'm wearing a Lost Becomes hat. I rock my own merch. I don't mind. I uh Oh, let me plug something. Yeah. Le Rivage still has... Wait, when is this going to pop? Uh, in two weeks. Oh, never mind, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to promote uh, Valentine's Day. 
because we had some we have some something really nice happening. So mm. forget about it. With Too your, late with your buddy Jacques. Mm -hmm. Which today's a podcast day means yeah. we need to do a Tuesday tip <laughs> reaction, a Jacques Torres Tuesday tip reaction. Uh, we'll get to that though. Yeah, but we need to call our segment of his segment just a tip. Just a tip. Okay. All right. That's that's the official name. Just a tip. Yes. We will do. Come that. on, let me let me put it in. Just 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 a tip <laughs> with Jacques Torres. <laughs> I mean, we can do that on our thing. Yeah, I will. I so wanted to comment. I told you this, right? Yeah, on his thing, his. but his wife said no. no just save it for your show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Today I have prepared us a clip from Steve O's <laughs> Wild Ride podcast, where he interviews D. Snyder, and I think. What they talk about here is applicable to anybody mm -hmm. and really, uh, you know, is along the theme of what we always preach, how things always get better, always. how you have to persevere, mm -hmm. how you uh, have to sometimes hit rock bottom. Dude, I go to dark places. When I had that fever. Well, you saw me for the last month. I've been I've been in a dark place. I know. You know, I I don't know if you can tell, but I'm definitely feeling more <laughs> like myself. Like, but I know. like, but I, you know, but like, you know, can't stand the lights. You yeah. can't stand the noise. You're like in a hole. You're in, like yeah. you bury yourself. I was so grumpy. I was just like, oh, I was so fucking grumpy. I just did not feel like myself. But now I do. <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah. So do I. All right. So let's put on our headphones. Okie dokie, spooky. And I, do you want to keep them? Uh, well, I'll tell you when to put them back on and take them off and such. I'm happy for Steve-O. Oh, right? Dude, he what was- What a story. He, what he a was, <laughs> He was on a bad road. Yes. I mean, he was, if anything, like the definition of a piece of shit, <laughs> you know, for the longest time. And like, look at how healthy he looks, how happy he looks. Yeah, but those teeth aren't real. Yeah, of course they're not real, but- you know, it's good that they're too white. No, no, it's it's well documented. He lost all his teeth. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, let's watch. Senators are giggling and laughing because it was a goof, man. It was a goof, and they but they were shining a lot spotlight on it. Nobody even paid attention to the mentors. Po they still out there playing. Thanks to the PMRC, they're legends now. Wow. So to Scott's point, the. They, they did sell. Has, I, 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 so, I, mean, I hate no, to say it. Thank God for his popularity because. He does not have a voice for radio. No, he doesn't. It's like it's such a grating voice. Yes. It's like you you need to like him to like have the patience to endure listening that long. But also, it makes him stand out. It lot. does. Yeah, yeah, he's recognizable, recognizable. But it's a hard. It's hard to endure for a very long time. Yeah. I listen to this podcast quite a lot. I do but, too. But you're right. I am a fan of his. Always have been. Of course, did yeah. Ah oh, man, this is fantastic. Um, with uh, with radio, when, when did you get into radio? So, Twisted Sister crashed and burned in '87, and officially in '88, I, I think it was announced right. in in January of '88. I read. Oh, but you know what? You're probably right because it was like October, November, right yeah. when. Uh, and, and then before I officially notified the band that I was out um, of the band. And I guess that's when they officially say so you're correct. I stand corrected on <laughs> Twisted Sister lore. Uh, for sure. Okay. And um, so then I did another band called Desperado. 
major deal, you know, big money, so much. Had a, you know, uh, Clive Burf, Iron Maiden was playing drums, and Bernie Torme, who had played with Ian Gillen and Ozzy. Anyway, and then that got shelved. And then the bottom started really falling out. The music scene, I did a band called Widowmaker. Grunge came in, and I like to say that I received a uh, telegram. <laughs> telegram, <laughs> this telegram. Uh, what you do, we don't do anymore. Stop. Uh, <laughs> don't bother trying. Stop. <laughs> Stop singing, performing, even looking like you do. Stop. Um, but that's basically what happened with grunge. And I'm married. I got three kids. I can't play. I had made millions, and I had blown millions. And I wasn't drunk, and I wasn't. Nobody stole it. It just you don't. People say, "Well, how do you do that?" The ego that got you're you married, and you have three kids. Listen, this this part's important. Wait, but I, I'm what? usually ahead of the curve. Yeah, but I, I really want you to hear this next part he's about to say. So he's married with three kids, left twisted sister. He's no longer. He's no longer producing money. And grunge is coming through. You know, he's part of the whole hair metal thing. Uh, but let's keep. Well, he was glam. Yeah. Oh, uh, Clive Burr from Iron Maiden was playing drums, and Bernie Torme, who had played with Ian Gillen and Ozzy. <laughs> anyway, and then that got shot. <coughs> and then the bottom started really falling out. The music scene, I did a band called Widowmaker. Grunge came in, and I like to say that I received a uh, telegram. <laughs> telegram, <laughs> this telegram. Uh, what you do, we don't do anymore. Stop. Uh, <laughs> don't bother trying. Stop. <laughs> Stop singing, performing, even looking like you do. Stop. Um, but that's basically what happened with grunge. And I'm married. I got three kids. I can't play. I had made millions, and I had blown millions. And I wasn't drunk, and I wasn't. Nobody stole it. It just you don't. People say, "Well, how do you do that?" The ego that got you there in the first place won't allow you to accept it's over. Now, was this the time that you also declared bankruptcy too? Twice. Twice. The ego that got you there won't let you accept that it's over. Yeah, it's a fine line between success and failure. Yeah, and it's your strength. <laughs> can also be your weaknesses. <laughs> Jordan, please make a cliff out of that. Just that five seconds of your strengths <laughs> will be your weaknesses. <laughs> we gotta put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> strengths, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> 100%, right? Mm -hmm. Like, listen, it's hard enough to attain any form of success. It is way harder to maintain. Way harder to maintain. And then, like, where do you go from there? You're better off. What I've seen is to <laughs> is to is to peak, mm -hmm. drift off a little bit, become anonymous, and then repeak and repeak. Mm. It's there's more into instead of trying to peak and just stay there, right? You're better off just like okay, downgrade yourself, right. take the time you need, yeah. respite, clear your fucking brain, yeah, take some time off. Well, in the last podcast, I was telling you about how I was tying my self worth into my income, into the views, into the business dollar amount, and and uh, I've kind of uh, recently had to accept, and it's not, not that this mindset won't happen again, but I think every time I go through this and work through it mentally and push through it, I think every time it'll soften the blow and get me a bit more used to the idea of 
it's it's constant peaks and valleys. But there is a safety net mentally looking at your bank account mm. and say, okay, there's money there. Yeah. And it's not going down. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's 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 going that's, up. that's the problem. It was going down though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I should say though, I definitely overreacted, and I think being sick and miserable was making it worse because I got my December financials back, and despite it being one of the worst months of 2023 for us, we didn't lose money. You know, and that is half the battle. Yeah, people. exactly. You know, <laughs> we we're closed two days out of that month. It was also slow as shit, basically very little catering coming in, and we still did okay. Okay. So I had to remind myself, again, it always gets better. Just keep pushing through. Keep going through. All right, let's keep watching. Twice. First time was a, was, it was a uh, designer bankruptcy with the top, you know, I didn't lose anything, but just a lot on paper. And the second one was me filling out the bankruptcy form and going to bankruptcy court and, and, and you know, and, and, and just... I had a year in the early 90s where I had zero dollars income. And is this is this true where you were working a desk job answering phones and yeah. people would recognize you asking you, aren't you D. Snyder? Yeah. And you would have to lie. Yeah. 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 I didn't have to lie. But, I just was yeah, so yeah, embarrassed. Yeah. It was killing but your ego. I was like, nobody, nobody was interested in what I did. It was like I had studied a form of medicine that they found a cure for, so they no longer need doctors and handlers. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you're specializing in cancer. We got a pill for that now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, I got to believe that that even in the 90s, that, that, that we're not going to take it. I want to rock. Like, you know, gets baked into some huge movie. I'll and tell you what movie. That uh, Road Trip. Road Trip. That yeah. was one of the first times it started showing back up. Who doesn't love it when money just shows up? And that is exactly <laughs> what happens with Nick's Okay, book. ad. I remember it was, a, it was a, actually the first thing, because it went dead. I mean, this is a facts. I mean, you always did your homework. I sold my catalog voluntarily for a shitload of money, mm -hmm. okay? And for those trying to understand how that works, see, when you're getting royalty stream, it's, it's income. Okay, before he gets into that part. Yeah, going from major heavy metal band, big hits, world tours, to now the musical landscape has changed and he's working at a call center, working a day job. And he tells more about the story of how he, between him and his wife, they could only afford one car, so he was riding a bicycle to the call center, you know, going going all the way to rock bottom and building your way back up. I mean, I think that's a prime example of just don't stop. Just keep going one yeah, foot in front of the other. There is no better speech than Rocky Balboa's speech mm. where he goes like, it's not about how many times you get knocked out. Yeah. It's about how many times you get back, back up. up. Yeah. I mean. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Love that. Love that speech. It's one of the best movie scenes. Like, the movie didn't do, sucked right. and everything. It was but, the Rocky Balboa movie, yep. right? Like, his first time back Yeah, he's back talking to Rocky. his son. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like that movie. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it just didn't have, like, you know, economic success. Yeah. So you're taxed at a 50% rate. If you sell your catalog, it's at a capital gains rate of 15 to 20%. So if you get the right amount, they call it a, a, a multiple. 
So they say, oh, you're okay. You're pulling in a million dollars a year on your catalog. We'll give you X years in advance. You and your accountant look and you go, okay. So I can have, and I'm just, I'm just pulling numbers out of my ass. You don't know these are the real numbers. I can have $10 million now, or I can wait and at 20%. And take that money and invest it, and you know, as or I can get it, hopefully every year because you never know. Some right. years you're less, some years you're more, for the next ten years, at fifty percent. So I'm only getting five hundred thousand dollars instead of getting eight hundred thousand dollars. You know, you found eight, 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 you know, you found the. It's, it's, it's I know there was you were told it there is be a no shell math. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and then, and then if you're not adv- that's where lacking knowledge of the taxes and all that you have to trust lawyer you know and that's people get screwed yeah all the time all the time i mean i don't know why they don't teach this shit in school you know that's what you need to know in school that's what they should be teaching or make the fucking tax code simple no just make it one tax all across the board once and that's it yeah you know, yeah, but and you sit there, you go, okay, this is the point, And you see so many people, this is where I sell. And I do that, you know, but to your point, I was, I couldn't sell my catalog. We were so, the grunge thing came in so hard. The hair metal was so out of vogue. Nobody would even buy it. I would have given it away. I would have sold it for 10, $20,000. My songs, I was broke. I had three children. My wife God bless her. He would have sold it during the grunge era for 10, 20 grand. I know for a fact he did not sell it for that amount. He he sold his publishing a few years ago. I know this through the grapevine, through some mutual people. What do you mean by know. publishing? Uh, it's basically the rights to his music. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he sold all of it, cashed in a shit ton of money, because he actually wrote a lot of the Twisted Sisters. You're songs. talking about lately he sold it. Recently he sold okay. it. So if he- so that, so. According to this story, he hasn't sold it. No, he did already. But what he's telling you is during the grunge era, he was ready to basically give it away for 10, 20 grand. He didn't. Listen, when you're hungry, you're hungry. Yeah. Yep. That also goes to show you guys that um, you don't know what opportunities lay ahead of you. You know, one big issue I see with a lot of young cooks or pitfalls. Or pitfalls. Yep. There's just no way to tell, but I can't guarantee you'll be successful if, you know, I can't guarantee that you'll be successful if you try, but I can guarantee you won't be successful if if you you don't don't try. Yeah. At at least show up. You know, how many times have you said that? Just show up. (laughs) Just fucking show up. You know, if you just show up to college, like every class in college every day. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll you'll probably pass. Yeah. Maybe not with flying colors. Um, So in his scenario- what do you call a doctor who graduates with the lowest grade? What? Doctor. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hair, makeup, wardrobe, uh, the bone logo. She did all those things. She went and worked at a beauty parlor, started doing makeup for bridezillas on weekends. And I, and I went and had got a job answering phones at a desk. I'd, we only had one car. I'd ride a bicycle there and answer phones. And people come in. And it's, is that? D. Snyder on the phone. This is 1991, 92. And if you're trying to tell them that you're not D. No, Snyder, and they you believe got it. Fa- you got your fans. <laughs> I think they were cut. They even capped by then. That was because that used to be tough to say it wasn't him. Uh, but nobody would believe it. 
Now, how long after that? You okay? You declare bankruptcy, all of that. You sell your you you sell your whole catalog. Well, that was years. That years, was years recently. After. Yeah. Every, now, how? Around what time was it you you created that Christmas song for your wife and 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 Here's Celine? A, okay, oh, he's about to get into this story about how he wrote a Christmas song that Celine Dion ended up singing on, and this is just another example of you have no, no idea fucking idea what opportunities lay ahead of you. Just just as long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other, opportunities will come. Some better than others. There will be there will be pitfalls that come along your way, but. As long as you have a good crowd of people around you, you navigate through them, opportunities will come your way. Dion ended up recording it. Yeah. So somehow during the 80s, early 90s or whatever, my wife asked me to write late 80s. I mean, this is like after the band's broken up and, you know, she asked me to write her a Christmas song. And I'm like, babe, <coughs> I'm trying to... <laughs> Come back from, you know, I really, you want a Christmas song? I said, that's not metal. She goes, you can write, you can do it. You know, you were a classically trained countertenor, which I was, and uh, you love Christmas, which I do. And so she, so I was working on some songs and I got a wild idea for a song and I wrote a Christmas song, not a rock song. And I, and I recorded it. I couldn't sing it. It was just out of my range. I got a, a female vocalist. Merry Christmas. Done. That was the end of it. Cut to, I don't know when it was, late 90s? Not sure exactly when it happened. Um, yeah, maybe very early. Yeah, late 90s. And I'm still on the balls of my ass. And uh, I get a call. The engineer who was in the studio recording that song with me is now working with Celine Dion. And he tells me Celine Dion wants to record my wife's Christmas song. And the first thing I said, did you tell her who wrote it? <laughs> and I said, not yet. I said, do not tell her. Satan wrote a Christmas song because I said, just put the fucking song on the record and keep your mouth shut. So um, that record is the biggest selling holiday album of all time. 14 million copies. It's called These Are Special Times. And um, You own the publishing to that? Yeah. Hell yeah. And we Hell call yeah. it the house that St. Celine And that's built. even bigger than Mariah Carey's, um, what's the name of it, that Christmas song that she All I, want I can't say that for a fact. Certainly that was a hit song in and of itself. For sure. This was on a hit holiday album. And then, you know, I remember Rosie O'Donnell's Celine sang it on the Christmas special. And I'm just sitting there just going, I can't believe this. And, and they don't know who wrote it. And then my wife's crying. It's so beautiful. Children are singing it. You know, it's, uh, but anyway, yeah, that was the only, only song I'd never wrote for, com for commercial release. And it may be the most valuable song I ever, ever wrote. Wow. There you go. Unbelievable. Yeah. The least expectation got you the most return. Return. Yep. And it happens over and over. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying just sit around and like, opportunity come find me you still have to get out there you still have to create the conditions for opportunity to come well, your you have way. to create the motion yeah exactly um but again if you, you just... have to create the action to get yes. the reaction that's yes. the laws of physics yes with every action there's a reaction right mm -hmm. so if you're just standing still there ain't gonna be no reaction exactly but this is a prime fucking and example. i love d snyder dude i love d snyder Awesome. Did, did you know he put out a, a solo like recently a few years ago he put out a solo heavy metal album and it's awesome it's really good we'll rock it in the car is is there a video 
yeah, I would like to see what he looks like to date singing heavy metal. Okay, let's let's put on something real quick for the love of metal. There we go. Is that his song, the name of it? Uh, yeah. For the so love of metal? Yeah, so he did this album together with Jamie Josta, who's also a big figure in, in the metal scene, and they put out this solo album, and it was awesome. Jordan, don't play any of the audio because I don't want to get demonetized, but this is the music video for that track. And he fought so hard for... Remember, they, he, they, he's the one that they use as an example. Yeah, and I, then he just made their fucking jaws drop. Yeah. They actually cover it in this podcast. Oh, I, don't, yeah? I don't have that timestamp for oh, okay. exactly when, but a uh, great story. Because of, he's, cause he's super smart. Yes, very, very smart. He looks great, man. For he his look, age, for but he look for, no, but yeah. he's not trying to look young. He's looking his age. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's it. There's nothing wrong with looking your age. You could be cool. Cool doesn't mean fucking young, man. Yeah. And then you get back together with Twisted Sister and put out a Twisted Christmas. <coughs> right. So Twisted Sister. <laughs> oh, I did not know. I didn't know that until this. <laughs> and uh, you know, and 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 I really, I really. You know why to they all love the Chris, Christmas really albums, asshole. right? Why? Because successful Christmas albums oh are every year every year yeah, yeah. and then they get played on you know like they add they just add that song to the to the oh, to a rotation of to Christmas the rotation songs, of right? like it's Christmas songs you know so it's just one more to put on that you and I should make a Christmas we song should. <laughs> I can only sing now that's all that's fine yeah okay uh, okay I play I played the z guitar okay you know. To them, really. I just, you know, I, I believe my own hype. I mean, I nearly destroyed my marriage, amongst other things. I destroyed every relationship I had, you know, at in the mid-80s. I thought I was a god, you know. And, um, you know, and I just made my band's life miserable and wound up quitting and all. So I really wanted to, the reason I wanted to reunite was to fix it. And it took a long time for the guys believed I wasn't the same guy they kept waiting for the other shoe to drop as the saying goes you know they just you know because couldn't believe i was so different but i you know i had been humbled it's another thing getting humbled how many times have you and i been humbled over the course of our career yeah and and not well there's being humbled for the good reasons mm. but how many times we've been humbled for the wrong reason mm -hmm. you know what i mean well usually those moments are what matter even more. Yes. Getting checked. Of, yes. Getting checked for being a moron. And you know what? I find myself, even to this day, getting humbled still. You know? Now, it's different levels now. Yeah. You know? Kids humble you. Mm, kids humble you. Yeah. It's like, and it's, and it's more like, Oh. And it's funny, those humbling moments kind of come from within because you see, oh, I'm being, I'm being, being, a, a, dick. I'm being a dick. I'm being <laughs> a piece of shit right now. And you're like, you're right. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it, my recent humbling moments have all been kind of self-realized. Mm -hmm. I mean, even things with how I deal with business, with staff, with relationships, mm -hmm. every little thing, there's these little humbling moments. moments don't need to be embarrassing moments. Yeah, that's to make true. A point. <laughs> yeah, actually very true. Very, very true. You know? Good and point. it's the self-realization sometimes you're like, 
Oh shit. What mm. oh, this? Oh, that's to place my bread order. Um Yeah, you weren't drunk and then got sober. You're like sober and then you're still sober. Yeah, but when you're taking riding that bicycle to a desk job and you're out there, you know, and you're, you're just, you know, recycling cans and just just you know, just doing anything to save money to feed your kids. It just said God, you know, it was like those bill Lord if you ever let me have yeah. success again, I won't be an asshole. Uh -huh. If I am, you can smote me, the strike me prayer. dead, you know. But I, everybody I've met who is, like, he's bigger than God, if they, like, were humble. Like, Steven Tyler, Aerosmith, he was, I saw oh, this him is another at the good bottom, story. smacked out of his brain, living at the, that hotel where Sid Vicious was at, you know, showing up to borrow money from a, a few bucks from my manager, I said, he gave him like five minutes. He said, we're going to the bank. I have to meet somebody. And he pulled like five grand out of the bank to give it. And Steven Tyler comes walking in like, like just, you know, he's skinny to begin with, but just fucking heroin out. <laughs> and I'm going, you're giving him five grand? And my manager used to be a concert promoter and said, I made so much money off that guy in concerts. If he never pays me back, it doesn't matter. I owe him that much. I mean, that. That's one of the few good souls in the world who would do something like that. Holy shit. That just reminded me of like, I have an old friend, mm -hmm. friend that reached out to me again for another scam. I mean, he scanned me a couple oh, of times. told me about this friend. And he just, and he's trying to triple down. Oh my God. I'm like, I didn't even answer. I was yeah. like, what? Do I look that stupid? Do I look stupid? You need, you need to Yakuza him and, you know. Oh, dude. Piece of that finger. That's not what I'd cut off. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, hey, man, what's going on? How you doing? You know, like that whole, you know, the heroin thing. Yeah. Did, you, did you do heroin? I was not a heroin guy, but. So you knew heroin. You knew you he know heroin, heroin guys? I, I was a big heroin guy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys. I mean, when well, I you don't look guys, like you're a heroin guy <laughs> anymore. Books. Looks like you're cured. You're I'm sorry. <laughs> they write books about being on heroin. The heroin guys I know, they couldn't find their dick, let alone a pencil, to take notes. Come on, man. Gross. Come on. It's either fic purely fictitious or you weren't high. You weren't high. Okay. I've, I've done heroin once, long time ago in China, and that was the next day I decided to leave and come back to the States. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. I was like, this is amazing. I love this too much. I want to do it again. Right now, I called my dad up and I, was, I, I told him, I was like, I need to leave. No questions asked. He's like, okay, when? I'm like, next week. I need to get out of here. Let me take care of a few things, but I am leaving. I just had to completely pull myself out of that situation. Did you try it again within the week? No, I, I, but, oh man, it was on my mind. It took every, took every ounce of my being not to do it again. I, I wanted to chase it again so bad. I, but I, I literally went clean the next day. Note to self, don't try heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, stay away from that shit. Oh my God. It is like the moment I, I sniffed it too, you know, like I didn't even inject it. So I, I heard it's way more potent when you inject it. So for the euphoria that I felt sniffing it, I can only like, I completely understand why people get so addicted to it. But it's, it's, but what I don't understand is like, I don't like false perceptions hmm. and, and it's, I don't care how good it is. If it's fake, if you know that it's fake. But that's the thing, it's not fake. What you're feeling is 
just pure euphoria. It's not about fake or real. It's just the literal feeling through every cell of your body. It's unreal. You know, Coke is the upper, makes you happy, makes you feel strong, makes you feel powerful. But like this is, this is something that like grips at your soul, man. Yeah. I cannot try this. No, don't. Stay the fuck away from it. It's another reason. It's the reason why I don't do Coke anymore. After I left China too, I haven't touched it since. That was more than 20 years ago. I've never ago. tried Coke. You've never, well, let's keep it that way. <laughs> but I feel left out now. Uh, that's one thing it's okay <laughs> to feel left out on. Okay, buddy? That day when I did the heroin. You're just scared at my age I'm going to get a heart attack. <laughs> that too. I need you to be around for a long time. Buddy. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that day I did the heroin, woke up, I woke up and cracked open a 40. Later after lunch, smoked a joint, then went clubbing in the evening, uh, took ecstasy when ecstasy was still a thing. And then later, when I was getting tired, did coke, then was too hopped up, couldn't sleep. So my buddy I was with was like, oh, you're, you're like, you're too hopped up? Well, I just got this, uh, I just got some heroin. Like it's, you know, let's give that a try. All within the same, all within a 24 hour period. Overachiever all the time. <laughs> That's not overachieving, okay? That is not overachieving. Hey, that's it. So anyway, but by the way, to, uh, for, to his credit, Steven Tyler, pay my manager back. Wow. You know, he came back and, you know, and, and, and you know, I've run into him many, many times. And, you know, he's a great guy. He'd been through hell. And he's back and he appreciates it. You know, uh, Brian Johnson wasn't a heroin guy at all, but he had given up on rock and roll, given up. He was working, doing vinyl tops on cars in Wales, where I think that's where he was from, Wales. And he gets, at a left field, he gets the call to audition for ACDC. And he knew the guys, and he knew the guys well enough that he thought it was a mercy audition. Like, all right, we got to call Brian, because he'll think we're being, you know, like, they were friends enough. Really? He felt And he went in, he auditioned, and he's fucking went back awesome. to working, putting vinyl. Dude, he's amazing. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, for me, when I think of ACDC, I think of, uh, you know, I don't think of Bon Scott. No? Yeah. I mean, I love Bon Scott. Don't get me wrong. I love Bon Scott era ACDC, but Brian Johnson's my guy for Ace, you know, if I had to choose personally, that's just me personally. But that's another example of you don't know where opportunity is coming because he's talking about how Brian Johnson, okay, he was putting vinyl top on cars and things like that. But if he, if the band knew him well enough that they would call him for an audition, obviously he was still active in the music scene and out there and out and about. And again, you have to create the conditions. But that's also that, uh, what do you call that when um, you're successful, but you're like, you feel like you're like a fake, you know? Uh, uh, imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. Well, then what if you have that? You, you're, you're a whole, as, as successful as you are, you have that imposter syndrome. Mm. But then the day happens that you're not successful anymore. Mm. That imposter syndrome maybe takes over. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, I was yeah. a failure. Yeah. Like I really, I didn't deserve it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and then you just go back into the shadows. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still feel imposter syndrome to this day. Just don't fall into the shadows. Yeah. Well, that's what I actively work on, right? I come talk to you. I, I, uh, <laughs> babe, you're set. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't happening. Well, it's not just talking to you. It's, uh, doing things that are good for my life. Like I started working out again, not, not to, you know, look good, but more for my mental state. 
I've been uh, seriously thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, with my chef career, I still think uh, I still have imposter syndrome with my YouTube career, same thing, you know? We're getting to hang out with some really cool people in the YouTube world, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm like, I'm saying to myself, well, why am I here? You know, I, I just, I feel weird. I still get that to this day. I, but I know you keep telling me like, Brian, we are the club. <laughs> people <laughs> wanna come to our club, and I'm like, okay. It's like, a, that, like one of my best lines was like, I like, and I'm sure I heard it in a yeah. movie or a book or somewhere, but like, it's like, oh, we are, like the party's already started. It's like, party doesn't start till we get there, baby. <laughs> Almost done with he this told me clip. This story. And then, you know, and he says, he gets a call. Hey, we're in the studio. Come on down. He's like, yeah, you know, they were friends. So thinking nothing, he goes down to the studio, he walks in and Angus says to him, you're never going to put another vinyl top on a car again. Hmm. So we, Brian, have you ever met Brian Johnson? The humblest, most down to earth. He was he had given up on rock and roll. He gave up on his career. You know, I mean, he and, he and he was rescued. He was rescued. You know. And so, oh, by the way, he also told my manager. I mean, he's got the face of rock and roll basically too. Basically, like, Bon Scott picked Brian. My manager signed ACDC, and uh, he said they were at a club, and Bon comes rolling up. Brian's in a band called Jordy back at that time. With his arm around Brian says, anything happens to me, this is my replacement. Oh, Literally wow. picked his own dude. Hmm. So, um, and you know, I guess the band took him seriously, you know? Um, shit. Of corn. I didn't know that. Are we, are we just going to gla glance over that? No, no, not at all. That's yeah. fucking insane. That's fucking insane, it is. Yeah. Dude, that's what I love about podcasts. Oh. That's what I love about podcasts is you have the opportunity to have out, have these full fleshed conversations with people and get stories like this that maybe in the back recesses of their mind and they have an opportunity to tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, but like Steve-O is not, it's not hitting him. Like there should be a pause there. I'm like, what? Yeah, I agree. Humble. Jonathan. <clears throat> Jonathan. Most humble, best dude Ever. You had him on the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, like, I mean, he, I mean, he was like a, you know, embalming bodies or whatever. Like, he, he, he had a life before rock and roll. But. He's talking about the singer from the heavy metal band Corn. Yeah, I mean, embalm right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a tough one too, judging by the lyrics of some of those songs. <laughs> I remember that first album. Is Daddy? It was a cause Daddy not to touch him or yeah. beat him or whatever. Yeah. I was. I remember I was doing a metal show at that time. Go, holy crap! All right, that's really what I wanted to cover from this clip. I mean, you heard... well, you gave me chills like two or three times yeah. in this, so that was definitely worth it. I'm I'm glad you liked it. There you go. I was listening to this at the gym, and I just I I literally rewinded this couple minutes a few times just the peaks and valleys you know going from riding a bike to a call center his wife now working at a beauty salon they only have one car uh you know to ha writing a song for fucking celine dion you just to brian johnson getting the call to yeah. become the singer of acdc you just so i mean but don't that's know all, where but that's also coming from but that's also Let's 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 bring it down a little bit mm. to the fact that that's why artists should be celebrated a little bit more for their art, right? Mm -hmm. Because the success rate is minimal, right? Mm -hmm. And it, 
like a career is hard to maintain. Yeah. It really, in really the arts is. In the in particular, and, and, yeah. And, and we know of that as chefs. It's hard to, okay, you, you made a great menu. Right, yes. And it becomes, you know, lackluster. Well, you know, it, it not even, well, not even lackluster. It just is, people get tired of you. It's boring. People get tired of you. That you're no longer the new kid on the block. You're no longer the new interesting thing. And I think that's gotten exponentially worse with the social media era where literally one post can change everything. Mm -hmm. But unless you do something to stay in the ether consistently, like making crazy visual foods, which I will be honest, my shop is guilty of doing for the sake of marketing on social media, or sometimes you- I'm not guilty of it. I know you're not guilty. My food is brown. Yes, brown and <laughs> looks like what? What was that picture again, buddy? The dick. Yeah, the dick. <laughs> the dick pic. Let's let's see if it's still there. The lower. But my of... food, when it hits your mouth, I, I, <laughs> I should I should be that's chef. That's what to she a said. <laughs> <laughs> I should work for the blind. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite pic on your uh, Instagram. My dick pic. Yes, your dick pic. Uh, is it still up there? I, I God, I hope there so. There it is. There it is. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even a dish we make. I don't get it. Oh, my God. You know, you know Alden, right? No. My whatever website would be whatever, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. He put that up. And I, and I bitched at him. And then I think you coincidentally showed me it to us. I'm like, oh, now it's fucking sticking up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yes, with restaurants, it's uh, the same thing to stay relevant. And then even if you do stay relevant, 10 years later, at least in New York City, your lease is up. And then you probably got to move somewhere else and start over. Not me, baby. I don't move. Yeah, you definitely don't move. Frenchie, guess what? What? New merch drop! Remember on the podcast, our first ever Feasty Boy segment, we went to a restaurant called Han Song Ting, and the entire time you thought I was calling you Handsome, Handsome thing. thing. Yes, I remember. We're wearing the f <gasps> t-shirts, aren't we? <laughs> well, I had the design made, you loved it, and guess what? They have the B-roll, you don't have to shove it in their faces. I was being, I was, being practical. And guess what, Frenchie? The Handsome Thing tees are now available for pre-order. Link in the description below. But why, Frenchie? What is the why should they be pre-ordering now? Because what happens if they don't pre-order? Limited production, baby. Yes, there you go. Once they are gone, they they're are gone. They're gone forever. So can I put a special request into my 10%? <laughs> The 10% club. Hop on it. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't sound right. Or does it? Visit the link in the description below and pre-order your Handsome Thing tea today. All right, let's move on to the next segment of our podcast, one we haven't done in quite some time. The not-so-current news. <laughs> this, one, this one is from 18 weeks ago. 18 weeks ago, <laughs> yes, okay. On Grub Street. Uh, and this kind of ties into a topic we spoke on a previous episode. Remember, we reacted to Matthew Lee's video about why is French food perceived as fancy? Mm -hmm. And you talked mm -hmm. about how basically the French got to play restaurant the longest out of everybody. They, right. they had the time to refine it. And you spoke about how there's all these new cuisines coming up now that are catching up. Mm -hmm. Because another thing Matthew Lee said in his video is things with Fr the French 
at least, you know, it, it, not within France, because French food is French, right? But outside of the world, things seem to have stagnated or not progressed. Right. Uh, and then I saw this article from 18 weeks ago that I, I because I saved so many things on Instagram, uh, I, I was like, wow, this falls right into what we were talking about. Why does so much Korean fine dining feel so French? And uh, let me be the first to tell you. Well, French set the pace and the par for yeah. fine dining. But also, the Koreans lack pretty things. You know what I and mean? They, they love a pretty thing. They, they, they lack the pretty They want thing. the pretty things. They want the pretty things. And they work for the pretty things. I mean, my dad's an auto mechanic. He, he, he tells me all the time. He's like, Brian, those fucking Koreans and their cars now. Like, I remember... 20 years ago, those cars were a fucking joke, and now they are nice. Like, I know. He, my, my dad's like, I want one now. I, I talked to you about this, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, They've come a long way. So Grub Street says, in some, in some of the city's most celebrated kitchens, familiar Korean dishes or ingredients are spun through the deconstructive impulses of molecular gastronomy and French technique. They're bolstered with agar, whipped into foams, folded into bechamel and topped with caviar, uni, or truffles. Uh, agar is a type of uh, seaweed gelatin extract. Uh, what do you call it? And then bechamel is, can you tell them what bechamel is, buddy? No. It's a white mother sauce, creamy white mother sauce. Thanks, bud. I couldn't have done it without you. Why has this become the norm? You got there. Yeah, it's very true. There are lots of cuisines refining themselves to more French-esque atmospheres, techniques, plating, things like that. It's It's been happening for quite a long time, actually. And I think it's very fun and exciting. However, funny enough, like I wouldn't go to eat at this type of Korean restaurant. Yes, we would. I want to go to Simon's Place. Okay, well, I will go once or twice. Simon but, Kim. Yeah. Coat. Yes, Co I've been to Coat. Coco Dot. It's awesome. Coat is awesome. It's right down the street from my old, my old... Uh, Grounds, my old place, Mira Sushi, hmm. which is since gone. Why, why are you looking at me like that? Well, I'm realizing how much I went to S Simon's place and didn't go to yours. <laughs> no, Simon's place opened uh, after. After, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. I, well, well, I was a little yeah. bit. So, next article. Uh, I thought this was an interesting oh, one. It just, it's <laughs> and earned seventy-five million dollars. Sope, we talked about how his gold stake is uh, pretty much a fucking scam. Yeah. And uh, they bring up some facts here, which I actually want to correct them on. Okay. Uh, I have my two cents, but most of it, I do agree with them. You ready, bud? Yeah. empire is starting to collapse and his restaurants are closing one by one many thought he was a business genius for turning a meme into a huge chain of luxury restaurants give him that him travel mm -hmm. on private jets give him that and famous and earn 75 million his downfall started at the world cup when he pushed his luck mm -hmm. and was like shoving himself into the yeah, there. Yeah, right that's, there. That's that's yeah. the beginning of his downfall. Yeah. yeah, but you you also don't think it's because of the uh, exorbitant amount of money he was charging for his food. And... Nah, there's enough douchebags who want to you know play that part. Right. Nah. And I, a lot I, of douchebag places that are still successful. I feel like I feel like the downturn was already starting before in New York. That doesn't count. Oh, okay. All right. Good point. Yeah. It's one. Right. You know. Right. New Yorkers are savvy. Yeah. You know they know. You're right. Good point. But yes, you are right. After the World Cup thing, it definitely affected like the world for him. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. After his controversial appearance at the World Cup that made him banned from FIFA, his Oof. name and reputation went downhill from being the world's sexiest butcher to being the most hated chef. And Wait, looks like in the coming who's the second sexiest butcher? <laughs> <laughs> the world's sexiest butcher? Who's the second one? No idea. What the fuck? I've no oh. I, I mean, that's why I say like this clip, there are certain things I'm just like, all right, you know, he, I, I think he's embellishing. Oh, no, it's, it's, yeah. It was a scam that got developed and, you know, mm -hmm. it's like that showmanship, you know, yeah. like, and they tried to make a, they tried to recreate that in so many formats in the restaurant right. too, you know, right. like the way they cut the dessert and the yeah. ice cream and this <laughs> and that, and, and, and they chopped the, and it's, it's garbage. It's just all garbage. And you've eaten there a few times. Not reluctantly. <laughs> I even have, oh, I've taken plenty of pictures of with him. Have you? Yeah. Oh, sure. You want some? Yeah. I might have to crop out a few people. Okay. <laughs> if you know what I mean. He's, he's bringing down his own empire with Paul Bay reportedly sold customers leftover wine and stole 3% of his waiter's tips. Okay, selling old wine. Uh, I think that's embellishing a little bit. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't know how true like that how, is. Like how is he staying on top of that? Right, like, yeah. You know, maybe people were doing that, right. but that how is he fucking responsible right. for I that? I highly doubt. And the tip thing too, he doesn't yeah. he's not taking he's care not taking of payroll. And he's lucky if he knows how to read this dude. Yeah. But also it's very common, and this may be controversial, but this is just the fucking truth, guys. Uh restaurants will take three percent on tips if they're paid via credit card, because that's exactly what the credit card company is charging. Oh, yeah. And it's not if the place is run well, like my place, the employee handbook will state it that any tips paid via credit card will have a 3% deduction for processing fees. Yeah. That's actually industry norm. Yeah. So again, yes, this clip is is bringing up some real and fair points, but a lot of it is embellished. Yeah. For sure. For so, sure. No, no, he's just failing because it's, it's okay, the the gag has run its course. You right, know what I mean? Right. And and that goes back to, uh, you know, enduring, enduring, and trying to stay relevant. But listen, he's banked so much money, <clears throat> like the watches alone that I know that he owns yeah. could sustain. If he li lives within his means, that's another thing. Yeah, but oh, and they showed a shot of him flying in a private jet. Maybe he did afford it, but I' but pretty sure. He was just tagging a ride yeah. with like one of his partners or an investors or something or like they, that. Or, or they hired a, a flight to do a promo to do a sh just to shoot that stupid fucking yeah. clip. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the plane I, was probably not even moving. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I I was fortunate enough to get flown in a private jet. Wasn't mine, you know. It definitely wasn't mine. It's not as hard as you may think in reality. Jets are like, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, other people's money. Yeah. And when they complained, he all fired them. Although he denied these allegations. Saying, all right, I, I, I had enough of that clip. You, you get yeah, the point. Yeah. Guys, uh, <laughs> when's this clip from? This, this one's from 18 weeks ago. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of feel bad for him. He's, he's a little bit of a repressed human being. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah? I think, this, so, I think there's a little extra happening there. <laughs> so that's why he had to let it out in that way. Sorry, my earbuds fell. Hang on. Airbuds. One more uh, news clip. This is also from 18 weeks ago. Former Girl Scout troop treasurer charged with felony theft after stealing over $12,000. This is from Cheddar. Nothing is fucking sacred. There is n nothing lower than stealing from Cheddar. Than Church just got robbed uh, of twenty dollars or $40,000. What? Yeah, some 
and apparently some employee forges a check. There's a special place in hell yeah. for people like that. Uh, Kelly M. Rabb, a former Girl Scout troop treasurer, was arrested and charged with felony theft after allegedly stealing over $12,000 from a troop. Delaware State Police arrested the 52-year-old 52-year-old on October 12th following an investigation prompted by a group of local Girl Scout troop re representatives. A 10-month-long investigation took place after the group reported missing funds to the Delaware State Police Financial Crimes Unit. Police Ooh, stated- 10-month investigation? Ooh, it cost a lot more than $12,000 to Ooh, arrest her. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Here we go. And you know she's done it before. Yeah. Following a 10-month investigation, troopers discovered that RAB issued and cashed fraudulent checks in addition to making unauthorized payment card transactions during her time as treasurer with the Girl Scouts from January 2018 to November 2022. RAB turned herself in last Thursday and was arraigned before being released on her own recognizance. Next. Yeah. That's just, I don't, this is sad news. Well. You sent me that one. This is good. I guess uh, we'll get into clips. Uh, I like this clip a lot because, well, let's watch the clip first. Yes. Okay, let's watch the clip. Yeah. Leaving this segment, now we're into clips. All right, that's that's it for- What segment were we doing? The not so current news. Oh, and now we're doing clips. And now we're doing clips. Okay, yeah. that are more recent. <laughs> yeah, more recent. Frenchie literally sent me this today. I have no problem living in a camp going to bed when it gets too dark to read, and waking up when the sun comes through my window. I, I don't own an alarm clock. That's a cedar house. When no one shows up, and you don't have to go anywhere. You know why people use cedar? Why? It's a bug repellent. Oh, did not know that. That's how you, where you would get cedar <coughs> chests, yeah. cedar armoires. Oh, I had no idea. Yep. All right, the more you know. Uh, I love that. This guy is able to just- A good go days when nobody it, shows yeah. up. <laughs> Come on, how great but is that? But also the fact that he's okay with just going to sleep when the it's too dark to read and Which when the sun- Which is what you're supposed to be yes, doing. Yes, I know, I know. And when you sent me this, I was like, oh, this is the exact opposite of me. <laughs> I could live that life. I can't. Very I can't. easily. You know, I think about going to France with you, and I'm like, I think I can do it for like four days. We could do it. And you know why we could do it? Because with the time change, mm -hmm. we could fall into that. You know, we, mm -hmm. we can go to bed early, and it won't really affect us that much. Mm -hmm. And then we'll wake up. We'll help make the day is long. When you get up with the sun and go to bed with the sun, mm -hmm. it's long, especially mm -hmm. in the summer. I, I am definitely, I have been saying to myself, because this is why I have a hard time going on vacation is I, I get too antsy. I start wanting to do work. And, FOMO. Yeah, FOMO, yes, FOMO, for sure. It's a problem, I know it's a problem. I don't have this problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look for opportunities to do nothing. You know, my family's going away for a month during the summer, and my wife was like, you don't wanna go, do you? I was like, no, I wanna stay in New York and work. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the guy, like, like people ask my wife, what's, what's Paul thinking? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you thought I could stare out. <laughs> All right, next clip. Uh, my buddy Tim Howley sent me this uh, video. I thought it was an epic, elegant, wonderfully done sandwich. Let's watch. Garlic, extra virgin olive oil. Okay, confit. Confit. Focaccia. 
Focaccio or focaccia? Focaccia. Oh, you're the one that speaks Italian. Oh. That light crisp. Okay. The now, peach. there are some people who get really skeeved out on the idea of fruit with savory. Yeah, I don't like it. You don't like it? Really? It's a, I, I like it. Yeah. But it's it's at my go-to. Oh, okay. No, you know I, I mean? love it. One of my most popular sandwiches no. at Mission has that. The only sweet dish savory I have is a duck orange, and it's completely, you know, it's mm -hmm. smothered, mm -hmm. which is a word you don't want to use for mm -hmm. cooking a dish, but that's the way, that's the only way I can think of it is the duck needs to be smothered in that orange sauce. Yeah, salads with fruit in it, I'm like, oh. I love it. Nope. Look at that garlic. Oh. Some ham, peach, burrata. Honey, oh, spicy honey. I don't mind. Mm. Oh, is he adding the special oh. effects after? Sounds like yeah, he's adding some of the audio is definitely added right? for sure. For okay. sure, Use we didn't it. need to hear that one, we could have just watched it. And yeah. then one more clip before we uh, move on to the next segment. I thought this was very interesting and I wanted your take on it. Uh, are you familiar with Rick Beato? This guy. No. So Rick Beato is a music producer, musician, and he has a huge YouTube channel. And in fact, my uh, business partner in Mission Sandwich was recently hanging out with him. Um, he's in the music industry. So Rick Beato is just a super talented, you, you'll hear for yourself, you know, he's just a well-spoken, super talented musician. And he has this amazing series of videos called What Makes This Song Great? Okay. where he will literally take the biggest hits, often videos getting demonetized. So he puts out these videos and they won't, he can't even monetize them because the record labels will he copyright it. He it's doesn't about, care. It's like, it's about the education, right? Okay. Again, this, this is, this is, it's because of the integrity of guys like him that has made me rethink what I want to do with, with our channel, with Pro Chef Reacts together. I told you, quality. And he- It's not waste time on yeah, bullshit. Yep, I agree. And he, uh, anyway, he talks about how the world of social media platforms and these record labels are basically at a head right now. And I thought this was an interesting Well, video. you could see this, the, 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 the smell of desperation in these big music companies mm. where they're forcing hits. They're trying to like, like make you believe ahead of time that these are like mm -hmm. hit songs. Well, Check this out. Check this video out. Universal Music Group has pulled all of its music off of TikTok in a licensing dispute. This is a huge story because Universal has about 32% of the market of all artists like Taylor Swift, Drake, U2, Ariana Grande, and the list goes on and on and on. By comparison, Sony has 22%, Warner Music Group has 16%, and all the other indie labels combined are about 30%. This is from the New York Times. On Tuesday, a day before its licensing contract with TikTok was set to expire, Universal, the largest of three major record labels, published a fiery open letter accusing TikTok of offering unsatisfactory payment for music. On AI, TikTok is allowing the platform to be flooded with AI-generated recordings, as well as developing tools to enable, promote, and encourage AI music creation on the platform itself, and then demanding a contractual right which would allow this content to massively dilute the royalty pool for human artists 
in a move that is nothing short of sponsoring artist replacement by AI. If you go to a TikTok video now that has UMG content, it'll say either this sound isn't available or sound removed due to copyright restrictions. People that use TikTok for the last five years have been posting these short snippets, 15 seconds of music in the background of their videos on anything. They're dancing, they're doing whatever. And this has been driving the viral nature of songs on Spotify and Apple Music. When I do these Spotify top 10 countdowns, those are really TikTok hits that are viral there that are now the top songs on Spotify. That's really what's going on. The major labels had not been able to find a way to promote their artists for years until TikTok came around. That algorithm has been so influential in driving sales and streams, this is probably not gonna last very long because Universal depends on TikTok for this. It really does. They depend on each other. TikTok needs the content from Universal. Universal needs the promotion from TikTok. That's just a fact. The idea that Universal is worried about its artists, I mean, is a joke. They're just worried about their bottom line. And of course, TikTok is worried about their bottom line. They don't want their videos going silent. Universal wants to be able to make money from this. Now, so sometimes in a business, you need to give away stuff mm -hmm. just to promote yourself. Mm -hmm. And they feel like they can't even do that, basically. No. They feel like they're losing out on money, right? Yeah. To going, going to the artist, bullshit, right. it's yeah. really for them. Yep that they're, they, they don't have, they're getting that cut. I guarantee you that each, if you ask all the artists, they're like, no, it's giving us publicity. Yeah. Every, every, look at everybody's listening to my song now. Yep, yeah, there you go. So again, nail on the head. That's, that, that's what I'm doing for you from now on. He gets into that later, See, buddy. and then, so basically, like if the artists are like, you know, that would be me. Like if I would be, if, if someone was, you know, it's like when people try to recreate the French onion super, mm -hmm. oh God. And then people say, oh, don't you get upset? It's like, no, because every time someone brings it out and it's not good, they mention mine. Mm -hmm. And it comes back to me, yep. you know? Yep. And then people are like, oh, no, then you got to try this one. And th that's, you know, they're sampling. TikTok is sampling. Yep. It's creating buzz. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, I really like that 15 minutes, 15 seconds. Let me go get the fucking album. Well, this doesn't apply just to modern artists. Let's keep watching. Ooh. Things that happened back in 2020 when TikTok really became the dominant force in music promotion is when you had that guy with the ocean spray cranberry yep. thing, right? Perfect example. And he was listening to Dreams. He was playing na, na, the na, music Fleetwood Mac that came out in 1977. That became a massive hit. Yep. A song from 1977 because of this one viral video that had billions of views. And because of that, labels started realizing not only did it promote contemporary songs, but promoted what we call catalog music. Did that and guy monetize turn, that, that it, video? I have no idea. Because that's, that that's enough money to like, that's it, done. Well, not necessarily. Billions? Billions of views? I, I, Didn't he I, just say billions of views? He said billions of views on TikTok. TikTok oh. doesn't pay out well. Oh, shit. If you got billions of views on YouTube, he, you're probably okay right now. Yeah, right? You know? But no, on TikTok, on Instagram, they don't really pay out. Oh, they don't? Oh, I didn't know this. No. That's kind of the reason why I don't really put much effort into, into you know, the social medias. Like, yes, it's good to promote, but if, you know, with only so many hours in the day I can allocate to work... I'm going to pick and choose my battles. And qu quite frankly, YouTube is what's paying. Okay, dokie smokey. Platforms like YouTube and videos that I would have blocked 
Like, I had a Fleetwood Mac, What Makes This Song Great, that was blocked forever because it was a band that actually blocked their content. But once this thing with Dreams happened, the video magically reappeared <laughs> on my channel, and it was not blocked. They just demonetized it because all the labels and publishing companies realized that it was better instead of blocking it to actually have the songs played and then just take the money from it. So this guy, Rick Beato, has even testified in front of um, Congress. Congress about, um, I, I don't know the exact terms, I apologize guys, let me know in the comments below, but basically he's fighting for the right to, for fair use. You know how some of our content gets mm -hmm. taken down because there's this short little music clip and then the whole video would get demonetized and we don't yep. get anything out of it. You know, he was basically fighting for fair use because in his case specifically, he was taking the song and using it for an educational purpose. Like he would show you a chord progression of a song and he would say, this is why you like this chord progression so much because it falls in line with this key and that whatever, right? I gotta start watching it. Dude, amazing. And he would give you the why of everything about a song. Things that like you and I would give the why about a cooking technique. He would mm -hmm. do the same thing with a music musical technique. Or why do we like da na na na? Right, right, right. You know, he, if, if he covered that song, I'm pretty much, he would say like, oh, these notes are whatever scale and they invoke this type of feeling. And he uh, would fight endlessly with these labels for proper fair use. And I did not realize this until just now, but now the labels are freeing it up because they're realizing- Ooh, free yeah, commercials. Yeah, like they wouldn't even let the video come out anymore. They completely took it down. It, the same thing happened with my Beat Bobby Flay reaction video. Ooh, then yeah. we should try again. Maybe we'll, maybe now's the time. Maybe now's the time, I don't know. Well, I don't know that, but that's Food you know Network. That, uh, my video, <laughs> my episode is yeah. gonna be a- <laughs> A doozy. <laughs> a doozy. Yeah. But that's Food Network. That's not, you know, it's a completely different industry. I don't we, ha we have to do it. I don't think Food Network has caught on yet. We can maybe do it for Patreon, but I don't, I don't, I don't know about the actual main channel. Let's try it. How long is a fucking episode? Well, it's not about the episode. It's about the fact that it gets demonetized. So we waste our time a little bit. Yeah. It's worth it All right. to try. All right. Easy for you to say. What? Come an hour early. Huh? No, we can definitely react to it. I'm talking about, I'm very reluctant to react to Food Network stuff because it always gets demonetized. And you have to remember on my main channel, I only put out four videos a month. Oh, we text them. Yeah. No, I don't think Bobby has that kind of power. No? He doesn't own those videos. The yeah, but he could just say, don't fucking bust a nut over this. You're going to ask him? You're going to call him for that favor? Yeah, that's, that's kind of that's weird. Kind of weak. Yeah, it's kind of weak. No. We need to like ask him that when he comes on the podcast one day or something. <laughs> you know, We have to find a way to get him on the podcast. Remember when we bumped into you at Sorry, Mineta Tavern? I'm not racist, but Ginger's like, draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. But the idea that Universal is worried about the artist is kind of a joke. Yeah. Now, I am a TikTok user. I have an account. I have 170,000 followers over there. I post a couple times a week, just like I post on Instagram. So I post on all three platforms. I post here on YouTube. YouTube's the only place that you actually get paid for posts. I mean, that's okay. it. That's the only place 
that actually rewards creators. Yes, TikTok does pay a little bit of money, apparently. And Instagram pays a pitiful amount of money for the hundreds of millions of views or whatever it is that I've had over there. I've made 800 bucks or something like that. A pretty sad state of affairs. If TikTok wanted to reward creators and cared more about creators, they would actually pay them better. And the record labels are using the same thing, but they actually have leverage because they actually own the copyrights to these songs and can pull them from TikTok. But the creators like myself, there's really nothing we can do to get TikTok to pay us more money, at least not at this point, right? I don't have 100 million followers on TikTok that I can actually make any difference with. This thing will probably get resolved very quickly because it's not in either company's interest for this to go on for too long because they both need each other. Until the record labels figure out a way to promote their artists without using social media platforms or until YouTube figures out how shorts can actually promote music better or how Instagram can promote music as effectively as TikTok, there's going to be this thing between TikTok and the three major labels. Really curious to see what happens with this. Love to know your thoughts. Leave All right. So now you got me, you know, peaked uh, to go curiously watch. Rick Beato? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should definitely check him out. I think you'll love his channel. I legit think you would really, really enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's it for the clips. Uh, you know, it's just amazing how social media has changed the landscape. It is almost, for restaurants, social media is built into the PR aspect, the PR and marketing aspect of it now. Oh, do, I, do I need to give in? Do I need to... Hire a social media person. I know. I know. You recently reached out to the New York uh, restaurant chat yeah. about that, and I was going to hit you up about it directly. I can give you some recommendations. I was kind of hoping to hit on someone. I was hoping someone would respond. Oh, Group someone team. else. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't want my recommendation. Of course, I do. <laughs> but I was hoping that someone who's good at it. I'm not good was... at it. <laughs> I'm fucking around. <laughs> Who has a, a bigger reach? Let's put oh, it that way. Okay. Gives me a friends and family quote. Oh, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I fish a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, social media complete has completely changed the game. Even when I hired a PR team for my uh, shop, Mission Sandwich Social, the marketing campaign on social media was a big part of it. In fact, it was one of my business partner's main points. He's like, is there a marketing plan in place via social media for this you always ask that question and uh again my shop's completely built on social media and now these mega giant record labels with artists like fucking u2 and taylor swift are dependent as well taylor swift is not dependent no i, I didn't say taylor swift i said the labels to break new artists or to uh, yeah, to promote new artists as well. Social media is a massive tool for but also, But I feel like they also create the story mm -hmm. of success before it becomes a success. Yeah, yeah. You know? Fake it till you make it type of deal. Exactly. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. a lot of that is happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More than y'all will ever know. Do you still hear about Bad Roman? Remember when Bad Roman was like on, the, on social media all over the place? Mm -mm. No? No. 
okay, I'll talk to myself now. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here today. Wait. What? What about like, um, no. What? No. We're an hour and eight, 18 minutes in. But what about like uh, people like asking us questions? Well, I, I, I put up the poll. We're going to have that for the next episode, buddy. I do have one note in here, though, that I didn't get to yet. Okay. Okay. It is. Tell me. But this story has to come from you. Uh oh. Your Alec Baldwin story. Oh. <laughs> you told me I was digging through my notes and I only put stuff in here when you tell me to put it in there. So, oh. your Alec Baldwin story, you asked me to bring it up. <laughs> was I a little tipsy when I asked you? Probably. Oof. Yeah. Oh, wait, he's he's going through all that. No, he's going to jail soon. Don't worry about no, it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel bad for him. No, that is a mega shitty situation. Do you want to skip it? Nah, let's tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> so these were the days mm. of Fit Paul. Mm -hmm. Paul, uh, I was um, obliging a friend who was more into the scene mm -hmm. of getting healthy than actually getting healthy. Right. So... Soul Cycle was like the big craze. That's where all the rich people went and everything. Yeah. And it was like all about getting a space and getting a special and whoever headed the class and everything. Everything was a big deal. And then and then and celebrities would be going and so we go into the room and you know, as a friend, you want to sit next to your friend. So we just take two bikes mm. next to each other. And then who walks in but Alec Baldwin stating that that bike was his. And we're like, just sit next on the other. And he's like, no, this, that's my bike. And we're like, well, we're no, we're and you know, that's goes, my buddy. That's my buddy. We're yeah. gonna like, we're like, gonna soul cycle like, next no, to each other. This is my bike. And we're like, okay. He, he straight up said it like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's my bike. He's like, it's my bike. It's my bike. And then we were like, he's going to pay for this now. <laughs> <laughs> the Marcel voice. <laughs> and so my friend and I, and then my friend was very good at. He's like, you know, we were talking over him uh -huh. to each other. Right, we were right. purposely trying yeah. to annoy the. We're obviously out. starting the pitch of getting, or we're going to be annoying through the whole thing, right? Yeah. So we're just like, and then he's obviously seeing that we're not going to let on, mm -hmm. you know. He's like, and he's like, you two guys, you know. So what were you guys saying to each other between him? Come on, tell us more. <laughs> tell us more, buddy. Come on. It was ah. what Paul has to what Paul has to pause and filter. <laughs> I have to filter this. Okay. Uh, so basically we were going back and forth yeah. and we were teasing him and everything yeah. like that. And then Come on, you guys were saying shit like this movie sucked really bad, didn't it? <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. And then and then he was like, and then and then he was like, we were doing that, and he's like, Are you guys gonna keep this up during like that? Like this the whole time. Mm -hmm. He's like, like because we were obviously teasing him, mm -hmm. and he's like, "You guys are gonna keep this up during the whole time. This is like a a class." Yeah. And my and my friend goes, "You tell him, Paul." He goes, "Paul." Yeah. You tell Alec Baldwin to shove Red October up his <laughs> fucking ass, <laughs> or, or he's gonna get a piece of us. <laughs> And then that's where Alec Baldwin was like, okay, that was funny. And he was like, but you didn't give up the bike. Oh, you didn't give no, up no, the bike? No, 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 no. But he laughed. But then he was like, okay, that was a good one. That was a good one. 
Oh, man. All right, guys. We're going to leave you with that story. Thank you, Frenchie. You like that sure. story, I huh? Do like, I love that story very much. Uh, any closing words before we leave today? Today was a heavy episode. It was? A lot of, not, not heavy like in emotional sense, but just a lot of knowledge and a lot of, uh, you know, uplifting material. I'm motivated. With the fear of sounding annoying, go subscribe. <laughs> Push that button to like follow and subscribe and get notifications. Mm -hmm. Wow, you did that all by yourself. I know, right? Good job, buddy. You didn't even spoon feed me. I'm proud of you. And you didn't even request it. I did it all you by yourself. You did it own. all by yourself. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did making it. Remember, don't be afraid to fail because it can only make you stronger. And with that said, I'm Chef Brian Sal. Frenchie. Signing off. We'll see you real soon. Bye.